0: Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordecai Weimer, and what an honor and what it is host to be able to do this program. So I thank you all and appreciate everyone that is brave to call up. The number to call up and to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and please go ahead and call up. Kripnissen, what is the text number?
1: 917... No, 347. Sorry,
0: three. 347-927-8398. Excellent. So we just heard that. 347 You hear me good today? Say that again?
1: Are you hear me clear? Um, not not that much. We hear like, like little, like buzzing, like, not buzzing sounds, but like um, earwave sounds. Okay, we are on the airwaves. <laughs> Hopefully that will be better. All right, Excellent. So, again, looking
0: forward to getting your questions and your comments. 718-683-5858. So we got a question all the way from England. And we'll try to address it, but it's so difficult because the person sent it five minutes ago, but of course they're not calling. And they're asking a question which takes working through a process, which even then I can't answer correctly or completely. But you'll see what I'm talking about. This is sometimes so overwhelming for me when, like, I want to help someone. I want to create an awareness. But someone asks a how-to question about a very difficult, complicated question when both is not possible to do. And, like, I feel it, like, in my gut, like, I wish I can help. And that this person's claiming they're even spending money sending text messages all the way from England. So let's go ahead and read this question. Hi, thanks a million for always answering my tests. It costs me quite a bit each test as it's overseas, and it's so late for me to call. I really appreciate the way you answer in such a clear manner. Now, my question, how does one deal with a stubborn seven-year-old? Notice, a seven-year-old girl. Notice it's already, how does one deal? So we create an awareness. Well, let's continue the question. I'm now in three weeks of my third year teaching seven-year-old girls. So this teacher's got to raise three years, or this is two years experiences, the third year. I have a very cute, charming student, Who becomes extremely stubborn when either give her the slightest negative comment, or if I don't give her into her wants, she would not answer me or do anything else until the end of the day. Or if it's something she really wants and I don't allow it, she would sort of like throw a tantrum in a quiet way, meaning she especially do things that I don't like like put her legs on the chair or not listen when I tell her to do things until I give in and then she becomes happy again as if nothing ever happened. I'd appreciate if you could help me with how to deal with her. So again, I feel overwhelmed with a question like this. And I hope people listening, how would you feel if I, Merit Hashem, I'm going to be doing, let's say, three weeks after Sukkot, the teacher training workshop, it will be both in English and in Yiddish. They are eight workshops, about an hour and a half each. So we're talking about 15, 16 hours of just information, some even go more, then there's an additional hour of questions and answers, how to utilize that. And that is just basic stuff, not dealing with the complicated diagnosable issues. And I sort of get messages like this, it's so overwhelming, and I know people don't even need that. So let's go create an awareness. Reb so what would you want to say first?
1: I, I don't. I just was so busy with the text. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm so sorry. Just
0: create awareness. Number one, seven-year-old girls are gonna be stubborn. That's normal. And as you said, this is your third year of teaching. Hashem must have been very kind to you, and you had two years of, I guess, relatively easier classes or classes with girls who you can talk to. And this is exactly what experience means. Experience is a teacher that, let's say, has five or ten years' experience. Very likely they've already experienced this. So let me first tell you this is normal. This is very, very normal to have. For this girl to be this way is also very normal. Normal. There's nothing wrong with her. I don't want to start diagnosing her. Now, what you do need is is knowledge and skill, how to deal with a strong nature. It is possible she is that way because that is her family. They come. They're very opinionated, very strong. It is possible her family is that way where one of them, and she might even be similar to that one, either the mother or the father or someone else, where you know, and they fight, and they I shouldn't say fight and push, but they're more assertive to get what they want. It is possible they're raised in a family where there's a lot of children in the family. And what happens is many times when you have a lot of children in the family, you learn to be a greater action. means the younger children, in order to get their needs met, because there are so many older siblings ahead, their needs might be a bit forgotten. So what children learn is survival of the fittest, how to succeed, how to get their needs, and they learn to remain a big action and stubborn and again this is normal so far does this make sense
1: yes definitely
0: Exactly. and now your question is how do you deal with this person to deal with this person is pretty interesting you actually have i don't want to give you one skill but i'll just give you ideas speaking to this girl and explain to this girl i see that this is what you do or this is what you've done twice i just want you to know that I'm not gonna be giving in. If you'd like something, you'll learn to talk. If you like something, you'll realize that there are times that I will say no, and we'll also heighten the amount of times I've told you yes. So notice my tone, it's not strict. You bad, mean girl. You terrible girl that you don't listen. You action and this is gonna ruin your marriage. None of that. It's high. I see we have different styles. I noticed that in three weeks that I'm teaching you, I said no once or twice. And you took it very personal or you took it in a way that you didn't participate the rest of the class or the rest of the day. I noticed that you asked for something and I said no or I said later and then you weren't listening or you were ignoring me. So let's work on this. Let's realize my job as a teacher is to say yes and to say no. Look at the amount of times I've said yes, and I will be saying no. Just like sometimes you might tell me something is hard and I'll work it out with you, but understanding that it's my job and my role. So what can we do about that? And she might work it out with you, discuss it with you. She might not want to discuss it at all. And then comes a lot of the skills that we teach in the workshop. Remember, there are 18 hours, roughly, let's say 15 to 18 hours of information that you're going to be getting how to deal with this. There are behavioral modification skills and tools to use with a girl. There's giving her some attention. There's giving her some one-on-one time. There's listening to her, but there's also not buckling in, not giving in. There's a way of rewarding others. There's a lot that can be done, what you should do, and... That really is a workshop. That really is one-on-one guidance at times.
1: Rabbi, no yeah. wonder, What about giving them s- some jobs? You know, just you know, I'm, uh, you know, given activity that uh, she can it, You know, feel uh, importance in you know of the, in the eye of the teacher. Sometimes Bingo, kids. That's right. Some kids Which want to I recognize like themselves. She has a, a
0: leadership strength. Maybe give her a leadership role, and then you'll find that she's going to be participating, and she could even motivate the other girls to listen.
1: That's that's the idea to give her that something that she feels something important and her eyes, and but but you have to keep the role that you are the leader. You are basically the leader of the class, and you are in control of everything. That's
0: right. Yeah. So, again, looking forward. Do you like to get callers, the live callers, please? 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And we look forward to taking your questions and your comments.
1: And we, as, as usual, we get text uh, more than in the beginning of the hour.
0: Yes. So let's try this one. Hi, thanks for your shows. I'm in therapy for a few months doing DBT. And since before Yuntip now I lost it. I don't have even one skill. I acted compulsively, I texted my therapist that I'm not coming back. I feel terrible and embarrassed to ask her if she would take me back, what should I do? So this person also sent me the question for my question six. So I am going section because I'm going to make sure to remove it and not address that. And I'm, let's go ahead and share a little information. Dialectical behavioral therapy is used for many different people. One of the people that it's used for are those that are impulsive, and they need to learn to control their impulsivity. And they can get angry, they can be sharp with people, and then they'll regret it. And as you're saying, seems like you're learning the skills. So in my message where you sent it to me, you actually sent that you're only you're three months in therapy. So I want you to realize that three months in therapy, or are you saying a few months, is still early for DBT to learn how to control yourself. We're making the assumption that you're an adult, and let's say for 25 or 30 years of your life you've been impulsive. And now you're starting to learn skills, how to deal with your impulsivity, how to acknowledge your emotions. And of course, you're going to make mistakes. So imagine you're going to a therapist. Let's imagine someone's going to a doctor, right? And the person's got a cough. And, they're, and you're coughing in a doctor's office. Will the doctor be upset that you're coughing? No. That's what they're expecting you to do. In the doctor's office is where you come and you share that you're not well, and they might even tell you. As we know, when you go to the doctor, they'll tell you, go ahead, cough, and while you're coughing, they'll be listening to your chest because they want to hear it and see it. They have their trained ear to know what it sounds like. So the fact that you sent your therapist an impulsive message, I'm leaving you, I'm upset about something, big deal. What the compliment would be to that therapist, and where that therapist would say, "Wow, thank you," is if you would say, "I've used one of the skills of asking someone, getting another opinion, and I've texted Mordechai Weinberger. And I realize I acted impulsive. And let's say Mordechai Weinberger suggested I use the wise mind skill. My emotion tells me if I contact the therapist, I'll be a fool. The therapist will hate me. The therapist will never want to look at me. The therapist thinks that I'm not responsible." Then we'll use the logic mind, and then we'll use that, the logic mind. The logic would go, that's why I'm in DBT. I've been so much more in control of myself than in the past, so the therapist would want to take me back. It's now because it's erroneous now that my emotions are being triggered or so many things are happening, and that's why it's happening and the therapist knows it. Another step, like logic might say, this therapist is dealing with a whole bunch of people, so she probably has many people now are triggered with a yuntive, with a guilt, with the feelings. All of that happens. Another one will be that I will actually write back and tell her I acted impulsive and I am sorry, and I'm working on it. Now that I calm down, I'd like to come back instead of sometimes which people are in dbt can send a nasty message how could you send me that that that's the reason why i had to drop you had you sent me a nicer message or been available then i would have stayed no using the skills of which other skills that you have in the communication skills and using some of those give like be gentle the the give skill and then the wise mind might say ah you know something? I was emotional. It's true she might be a little bit upset that I canceled or that I acted so rash, but she'll understand. And I've been having the last two or three sessions we've been discussing how I'm being triggered by Yantif And if you would send her such a message, I think she would really appreciate that and see that while you've grown, just like you've said, DBT and before Young Tiving, you lost it, you don't even have one skill. I would like to reframe that as we do that in D B T and in C B T. You have many skills. One of those skills are you just reached out to me. That is a skill. Asking for someone for guidance or to view things differently. That's very, very powerful. Remnison, what do you say to this?
1: Uh, you know, this is something that's really uh, yes. you said. You said everything. You know, just uh, uh, you know, therapist is not. But I have, I have a response uh, with this. Uh, let me. T- I was gentle. I thank her. I thank her. This was uh, one second. Let me just see. Was uh, filter and this is like what her text. I was gentle. I thanked her. That's what what the response of this uh, person.
0: So she's saying she is gentle with her therapist?
1: Yes. Okay. She might have done it gently and then
0: let her say, look, I said it gently, but I acted impulsively. I'm sorry. Um, Can you still have an opening for me? That's okay. Good. So it's a positive that you did it gentle and now you could reply i acted impulsively and that's going to be part of the skills that she will learn.
1: So there add... are
0: many of the skills to learn in DBT how to deal with when you're impulsive. And some of those are just with time. Don't make a decision till you've slept over a night, till
1: you've discussed it with two more people. Okay, we got the response for the question uh From England, if you see. and again, just to first get everyone to call, I'm going to remind the number,
0: 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Please call up, because I find it difficult and complicated to be a mind reader. So let's go ahead and read now the follow-up with the teacher from England. Great answer to the first question, just a thought. Kids can be stubborn in the beginning because they're still uncomfortable, and later on it's not a problem. Stay calm. And don't turn it into a power struggle. Very well said, yes. Yes. Each child has a different nature and how they're going to respond under stress. Someone also sent me a message from Canada. Maybe the teacher can bring some candies if she listens. And that's like some people like candies, some people like other stuff, but a reward. That's right. Children do unbelievable to rewards.
1: give some uh, chat, give me some uh, duty to that. so we'll get unbelievable uh, response. Yeah.
0: Great, and again, looking forward to taking the live caller, 718-683-5858, uh, oh, 718-683-5858. We have like
1: <laughs> We have this uh, this person uh, about the therapist again response again. uh It's better to call us you know I think it's a, it's like uh I have to a, will she believe me again <laughs> i this is our duty, no yeah, yeah
0: exactly So um, let's go ahead and see the message that was followed up.
1: I I, just texted you there. She
0: will, will she believe me again? Yes, she will believe you that you're working on impulsivity, and she'll believe you that you might be impulsive again. Yeah, that is, I I don't understand the question. I'd like you to hear the answer. You're in DBT because you're impulsive. 50% of the people taking DBT has that issue. So she will see how you learn, and she might even contract with you. DBT therapists have contracts. You may not impulse. You might not leave. They might have you pay a a month in advance. They don't do that. I'm just saying they might have certain agreements with you. When you're frustrated, you will call her before you just send a text. You cannot text and just stop. You'll have to have a final termination process. She might now put some stuff in the process, and DBT deals with that. But And also, will she take you? I would assume she would. I can't say yes, because I'm not the therapist. I can't assume for others. So, again, number to call up, 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Yeah. Reminiscent. Let's talk about the "thank you Hashem" concept. That's what this past
1: month of Shabbos. Okay, so um, unfortunately, we miss you, and I know that you had a a different uh, emergency situation situation exactly that came up. Okay, so
0: yeah,
1: so let's uh, let's hear from what you had to say for us. Oh, I actually had a whole
0: thing prepared. I usually don't go into. So, just for those of you to know. In Flatbush, Reb Nisnat arranged several chazanim to do beslichas, as well as to have two or three speakers. And Reb Fischl was there, I was supposed to speak, and then as I am in the car with my chumash, with the Gemara that I was going to share, uh, what happened was I got a call on something very important. I said I can do it, but max 20 minutes. And the next thing I know, it was five hours later, because it was pretty serious, and I finished whatever I was doing was, uh, how should we put it, It was 2.30 at night. And, yeah, so let's go ahead and just get a bit of a concept of the thank you, Hashem. So there is a Gemara, we've discussed it once in one of the programs. I think it's an unbelievable Gemara. And the Gemara says... The place, the way a person wants to go, he will go. And the Gemara brings a raya from Bilam, where Hashem told him, don't do it. And the Gemara brings raya from the Torah, the Vim and Ksivim. The Marsha has an unbelievable question. The Marsha, on the Gemara, he says... Or he asks, "Why is this lash in They take him, but darach to The way a person wants to go, milach. That's the way you go. What's the milichin?" And he says something that is so powerful, and that power is as follows with every machshava, every thought that a person has, with every diva, every word that we say, and every maisha action, especially in the action, you are now creating malachim, and these malachim will be the malachim, they will push you in the path that you continue that you had that thought. So that means if you have a positive thought, Rav Nisa was creating a before coming to Rosh Hashanah, a sliches night of let's say thank you, Hashem. We are creating an energy. We are creating malachim that will continue on the healing process. In psychology, we see that. The 1980s, they changed. an entire view in therapy, and for those of you that are in our center know that. For those of you that listen to this program with me and the various programs that I have know it, and the concept of positive psychology is as follows. What they realize is the more a person talks about how hurt they are, what a problem they are, how they can't get anywhere, they will get worse. The more you're talking about depression, the more they're going to be depressed. However... If you start focusing on positive what can you do? Where will you go? How can you start improving? Then you start noticing and thinking about the positives and – You start shifting in that direction. Anyone that is a client in our center knows every single session starts with a positive. No matter how new you are, even if we barely did work, if you cannot find one positive, we will not start with your negatives. Those clients of mine that sometimes can hear me be very assertive on them and going, we are not here for negatives. We are here to shift. We know you're stuck. We know you're in a difficult place, but you've got to see what you moved. So for example if this let's say this person was in DBT that sent the message that they were act impulsive that's okay that you acted impulsive people act impulsive Yes, they do. But are you going to now be stuck with that impulsive? Are you going to allow those malachim because of those impulsivity keep you stuck? Or will you see the malachim that you've built up of building a connection with a therapist build up that you learn skills? And yes, you might have forgotten it, but you're building up now the tolerance to start the momentum for the positives to move. How are you going to view it? And that is the power. And then he says an unbelievable concept at the end. He says, but what about, um, looking at it inside as we are going, about that the Rebbeinah Shalom has everything worked out. So how can we say that a person has a kayak to create where he wants to go? And he gives an answer, and he says that we know that the Rebbeinah Shalom, HaKol Bidei Shemayim Chutz MiYer Hashemayim. And that the Rabbi Hashem gives us koiches to certain people, gives human beings a certain ability to do things. And therefore our machshava and the ritzayas that we want to go is where Hashem will take us. And that is something for us to realize. Are we coming now to this Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur saying, Shalom, thank you. It's amazing. It's powerful. Thank you for everything you've given me. Imagine the Ramchal. And there Hashem says that upstairs in Shemayim, or Hashem has created this world's tribunal system, a judge, with a prosecutor, with the defender with your lawyer defending you, because that's how it goes in Shemayim. And the Ramchal is very simple, that just like up down here, there's a whole process where if you did good behavior, we can look at things around. If you help you do other stuff, the whole court system takes all that into account. The same is in Shemayim. So we're coming now for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and if a person's going to come saying, I'm terrible, I'm horrible, don't look at me, why in the world should you ever think I'm special, Hashem? I did so many out and so that's not the time for Rosh Hashanah, that is the time for Yom Kippur. There is a time for a cleaning process when you go to the shower. But when you're in front of the king, that's not when you come over, and that's not what you say. And for us to recognize it and to realize that, that we have the power to create the malachim, to create the mood, and when we come to the rabbi we come Rosh Hashanah, we're coming now, we're asking Mechila, but at the same time, we are saying, look how far we are. Look where we've come. And I was going to finish it off with the, with, the, with the Navi that we were just discussing in the, in the Kriya, in the Aftarah, that we lay into parsha's Kisavai. I thought it's a magnificent Navi. And it starts like this. Kumi Oiri, Kivu Oirich." Listen to this. Arise. The Navi is Shine. Kumi Oiri. Arise and shine. Kivu Oirech. Because you're the light that arrived. What's that light? Kvay Tashem Aleich Zorach. The Rabbinah Shlelem is on us. And we're shining. We're glowing. Could you imagine this is the Haftarah that the Rabbayen Shlelem has us read every single year, a couple of hours before Slichas? The Rabbi Shlelem is telling us, shine, and the pasta goes further. There's going to be a dark that's going to cover the whole land. And a sort of like a... um, what do you call like a fog. So you'll have then a fog that's going to go over all the nations. But mm-hmm. on us, klal Yisro, Hashem, the Rebbe Shalom is going to shine on us. There's going to be an aura around us, all from Hashem. And the Pasik continues, the Navi Yishai is telling us how the Rebbe Shalom is telling us what's going to come. And there's going to be a shine on us and on our children, and wherever we go, it's going to be that. Can we imagine if we come to this Rosh Hashanah, to the Melch "Rabbi Shalom look at all I've accomplished this year. I had a machshava to work on something and it was so hard. I had a, a, a Maisa to do and it was so hard. And then I did a Diva and then I did a Maisa to continue going powerful. Oh, look how things have shifted. Look how things have moved. And all that starts... With a thank you, Hashem, recognizing the power that Rebbe Shlem has given us, recognize that we have the power to make a positive mood or a negative mood. It means health, bidei shamayim. Everything that is happening, our marriage, so much of it is between is in our power, but that power is within our moods. How to deal with it? And for that to happen, we need to recognize that Rebbe Hashem has given us the power to get out of that crying mode of, I can't, I'm weak, without focusing on your negatives, how many times you've made a mistake, but it was going to be out. Look how many times I picked myself up. And you're thinking about picking yourself up. That will create a machshava. Then this person, for example, the DBT sent, actually expressed it. I didn't respond yet because I was going to deal with any and the question and answers. So then he did another Misa and did it to the j root. And they sent it here by creating this positive thoughts that you've learned from DBT and doing the Vibra and the mice You reached out, to you're probably going to reach out to your therapist. Imagine if you hadn't had these skills and you didn't go for the couple of months to DBT. What are the chances you would call back the therapist and continue your therapy process? Look at how much you have created. Look how you build up positive momentum and that Ravnison would have been my speech i would
1: have embellished a little bit more but that would have been that was my prepared rasha <laughs> i, I want to say about the positive thinking you know and i know that uh, rabbi official shechter spoke about it and uh, dr simcha coin spoke about this where you put yourself that's where you be you know and uh, i would say that uh, everybody everyone has experience you know with uh, people that be there and people with epi and it's so important to put yourself in the right position. And I would say that uh, when we come to a, a situation, I would say Ghana and Unai by Rabbi our we should say it very clear. You know, you can complain and make yourself miserable. And God, Ibn Shulam, is looking at us and said, you know what? You complain? I'll show you what you mean to be bad. I'll show you that it can be worse than this. And you keep complaining, as you can see. But when you say thanks, and everything is for good, everything with this, so I can show you what is good all about it you know it's and to understand that we are in basically in a big task we are here not like animals, we have a duty here, and what is the duty here to basically to to improve ourselves and to yeah. make better of our life and I, I spoke about it and we spoke about it, speaking about it all the time in J-Root radio about what is there to be a Jewish, to be active, to be positive, to help each other? We are not animals. We're not caring, caring about only ourselves. We're just caring about this, the environment, we are about that, other people, and be positive and see. Be merametzchut on each or yourself first of all, and then the, the, the environment and the other people. Any anyway, Rabbi uh, We have a listeners and uh, Mrs. J
0: come to the program. Hello? Yes. Yeah, Welcome. hi. Um, I'm sitting here with my daughter. She's nine and a half. Sure. We wanted to ask. I hear <laughs> echoes. Is there any way to remove that? Yeah, we all have that. I hear
1: that as I speak as well. That's uh, it's, we lost, I want to say, we lost our equipment, past, so just.
0: I would say the past month, have having a lot of at
2: night, all different kind of
0: Wait, you're breaking up. Can you just say it again? Over the past month, she is having? The past
2: few months, more like two, three months, she has
0: a lot of different fears at night. And I think it's coming from she's very creative, and whenever she hears anything, she relates it to herself. Like if her teacher would say a story about something that happened, and she'll start getting nervous. Maybe it's going to happen to her or somebody she knows. And she has a very strong imagination, and she imagines a lot of interesting things happening to her. And I'm just trying to give her
2: ideas, like how to, how, how, do you even have any suggestions?
0: Can I have a lot of suggestions. It's very hard because you're asking me a how-to. And how-tos, realize sometimes people would go to a therapist that has the skills like five or eight times where they do it one-on-one and they practice it. So it's very difficult. But even we've said it's very difficult, we can still discuss different and you'll see what works. So number one is sometimes you just have a little nightlight. You'll be surprised how having a little light. Right, yeah, so that we we'll
2: leave a light on. Okay.
0: Next option is to also have one of your items next to you. Sometimes let's say if it would be your pillow that you will sleep with or one of your, let's say an object or a little bit of a clothing that will give you the security of the mother. That's okay. one option. Another one, which is the classical one, is going go over to the mezuzah and kissing the mezuzah or saying Kriyashma. Right. Okay. All the, all the basic ideas we That's tried. Right. Another one that you do is you actually tell her it's okay to be scared. Right. You have a nightmare. We all have <laughs> nightmares. Wake up. Okay. You realize it's not uh, a nightmare. It's not real. And just close your eyes. Any way to and divert the mind from going to all that negativity? The mind always goes there. So one of the ways, again, I'm, I'm giving many tools without knowing your daughter and without hearing different stuff is, A, having a positive thought before she goes to sleep, preparing certain positive thoughts. B, the, before she goes to sleep, she can actually write down all the concerned thoughts that she has. She heard this story or that story. So many times when you write it out, it leaves you. Mm-hmm. but you don't finish with the negative. You finish with the positive. So sometimes we have, let's say, nine-year-old kids love the drawing, and you make, let's say, a picture of her. So sometimes we use, again, there are so many different methods of therapy. I feel, I just want you to know, if I'm asking you, can you just tell me to bake a cake? And then you're asking one cake, yeah, I did that one. Well, no, I want a different cake. No, like that's what I feel right now. I just want you to realize that. There are like 50 different tools, but it has to be worked with child. And just because you did something doesn't necessarily mean it would be done the right way if a therapist would do it. They might just do a little switch in how they do it. But I'm just sharing with you now a concept of, let's say, a little bit of the art therapy, where you can have her draw every night before she goes to sleep a positive image, her smiling, laughing, something beautiful about school, something beautiful about young platinum coming up, each of those stuff. Then we go to our classical other question: Do any of the parents have anxiety or have fears or are perfectionists? And if that's the case, all these are little tools, but the parents is going to have to face their issues. But I don't think that that's
1: right. So these are the general ideas and concepts that we. <laughs> Yeah. let me jump over. Uh, please, please I, I right think ahead. that uh, first of all, you know, the auto suggestion uh, that before you go to sleep, you know, the time that before, like, like she's falling asleep, tired, just repeat a few times. I, I Normally they said they recommended like 20 times. It would be good night. And, uh, you know, Kriachma is one of the things. But then the parents can just come in and say, you know, uh, have, have, have a good night. Have a good night. Very sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dream. Sweet dream. other Hashem. We we'll get sweet dream. And this is that penetrate to the brain. Second, you know, maybe it's it's a you know a good idea to take some kind of uh, tea. You know that coming down like, uh, you know you have you have an, any any um, I would say nature, uh, you know vitamin stores like teas that you can get get to sleep. You know in the beginning. Come, you know, I know that some company I don't do tonight to promote, but you have nature come or stuff like this that you know basically give you a good start-up of sleeping, and I would say that it could be this pass, and in the, the time it will pass, you know, just go uh, giving like a, a good a good uh, knockdown to to you know it's not a, it's not a something that affect. Ramodehai what do you say about it? I like each of those ideas. I would also have a conversation with
0: the teacher, and tell the teacher, you know, my daughter's a bit of a sensitive girl. Can you share positive stories for the next two weeks? Let's see what happens. Oh, that's a good idea for that. Sure. And you share positive stuff. Remember, you don't want the girl to get to. You don't. You don't tell a person, don't think about negative, because it's going to happen anyhow. So you want to allow the brain to speak. You want it to say, yes, this bothers me, but you want to start focusing on positives. And you might also want to focus what happens at home, a calmness and easiness. When things happen, it's okay, and you focus more on positives. Kids are very much with what happens at home. And we have that power to shift the energy and the calmness. Again, we would like to remind... People like to call up, ask your question. It's easy if so you call directly. Like about you, 718-683-5858, 718 683 Sometimes, for example, I don't even know how to describe but it's like the object therapies are like sanctuary where you can take something with yourself, uh, like an object that makes you feel safe, and that helps you a lot. Well, we got a couple of texts here. Um, let's go ahead and take this last one as follows. I have a question but I don't have the guts to call up. Can you please answer? What should someone do if they're single? If they're single and their mother lets the whole family come over for Yuntiv and makes a mess and expects a single to clean and set up. How should a single get out of this mess? <laughs> Fantastic family complicated situation beautiful. that happened.
1: <laughs> That's a really beautiful
0: Yeah. So Let's go ahead and deal, let's say, with this text question. It's as follows. Let's, let's look at everyone. The older, let's say single, feels, I work, I'm assuming she's working, things are tough, as is I have to be single, yuntiv is my calm time, I'm off of work, I'm with the family, it's calm, and then, Baruch Hashem, I have married brothers and sisters, they come over, but please control your kids. You got married, you got your house, this is my house now, and you're guests in my house. Just like you got your house and I come to you, I'm a guest, I'm your sister, but I'm a guest, you're out of this house. So therefore, control your kids, your kids make a mess. No, don't make mommy work so hard. She's my mother. She's nervous. After yuntive, she gets tense at me. You have an issue with your husband or with your wife, don't bring it now on our vacation. Your kids control them. And now I've got to set a table when it's just me and mommy and Tati, we just set the table for three. Now we've got to set the table for 10 or 15. We've got to cook so much more. We've got to prepare it so much more. We've got to clean over the table so much more. And then the kids make another mess. It's a complete violation of my privacy. And these are the way many times singles feel. And now let's go to the married siblings. Married siblings are as follows: This is my house. Bar Hashem, when I get married, I have my own house. My parents' house are always my parents' house. means there's a house one, just like people have a cottage, or they would have a bungalow that they own or another house that they own. A parent's home, a parent's where the parents are, children feel at home. So this is my house. And. My grandchildren, my children, this is their Bobby and Zaidi, this is their house, too. And just like in my house they can make a mess, just like you can make a mess in your house, just like Mommy and Tati would do your laundry, as Bobby and Zaidi, they can help my children and do it, and that's their role as well. And in fact, when you were younger, very likely the older brother or sister thinks I had to babysit you, I had to take you places, because that's part of it. And it's only fear for you to do your part now that you're there. So it's all a family. Bar Hashem, there are children, and Bar Hashem, they make a mess because that's what kids do. And you help out, and you do it. And all the time, most of the year, we're not there. So this, you should be happy and appreciative that we're there. And there's a simcha for mommy, for Bobby and Zaidi, like for mommy and Tati. And therefore, you should be there. Now there's even another step. Many times these married children feel, I work so hard many times the mothers have to have a job and their mothers, full-time mothers, the husbands are busy, they're working or they're in Kyle. It's finally been on I have this sister, this older, single. She can help out with the kids. Yes, it's stressful being single, but the house is calm most of the time. So she can help out and I need a little help and I help her. So you know something? I'm on vacation. <clears throat> I'm taking it easy. And then you've got the mother or the parent Saying, all my children are one. Just like your right hand and your left hand, you're one. They're all the same. My grandchildren are mine. They're me. They're part of me. Of course they come over. But at the same time, once you become grandparents, or at a certain age, they're the early grandparents in their 40s, but then you've got the grandparents who are in their mid 50s or in the early 60s. It starts getting harder, cooking for so many people, the noise, the kids fighting. There's a reason why the Rabbani gives kids when you're in your 20s and 30s. When you're in your 50s, you don't have the same patience for the screaming and the shouting and setting those boundaries. So on one hand, love it, and the parents want you to come. It's pure nachas, and they work hard. On the other hand, help out a little, do something. Make it easier. Tell your parents that you know something. You prepared everything, the food and everything. You go to sleep tonight. You rest. You play with the kids. We're cleaning up on the table.
1: So as we see, there are three different sides going on. I think a fourth four sides. Just forgot. Let's go ahead, Ramissa. What's the fourth side? The in-laws. The oh. this daughter-in-law, the son-in-law, you know. And this is a very also big issue and, and, a, and a family uh, relationship. You know, it's something that uh, we all, you know, I know that the husband, the wife, the sons, the daughter, in the daughter just fill their house and uh, their home. And definitely, but sometimes you have also the, the, your, the son-in-law and the daughter-in-law and the parents, the father-in-law and the mother-in-law and the, the sister-in-law. This is something that uh, can create a lot of uh, you know, issue. As you mentioned, you know, the Zaidi, the Babi, the Saba, and Sapta had their time as as a parents and take care, you know, take care and took care of uh, the children. And you know, now time then when they come and very uh, every, everyone is happy that to see their grandchildren and their children coming, and especially the holidays and every every Shabbat, every Chag, you know, coming over there, but. Have to remember that after the this you're living and you live an older couple uh with a little bit mess, not always they have the power, the force you know, and even the sometimes finance situation to to uh carry ten fifteen people you know that it's it's different than a, a couple that basically eating a thing you know a small portion of food, and then when you come with the grandchildren and you have to go. This is something that you have to consider. And it's all about to be a Jewish, thinking about other people, thinking about your parents, thinking about your in-laws, thinking about your your sister-in-law or do, uh, uh, brother-in-law that's still in the house and has a privacy, and you cannot come to their rooms without a the permission. They can bring, your, your children cannot just go and open any door, any drawers, you know. This is something yeah. very important. Very important, right. and that single girl can do that and can discuss it. Yes, this is something that you know. I, I tell you that from from our experience as as a grandparents, and we have uh, our, we have our rules in our house. And my wife, yes, she's not ashamed to say, you know this week it's it's not good for me. It's I feel tired. I cannot accept you to coming Shabbat. And even we love to see you, but you know we are we want a little bit quiet Shabbat. It's 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 happened, you know, with the holidays, it's a different story. But I think that from the other end, you can expect, you know, you can see and you can tell to your uh, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, uh, your, you know, in-laws. Listen, I'm coming to you or you come to me. Uh, if you feel that it's a very big burden, maybe, maybe you can just help me on the cooking. Maybe just bring something, you know, a dish for the, for the Chag, for the holiday, for the Shabbat. It's very important to be open to, with uh, a both-way conversation. Otherwise, we, we, you know, everybody keeping it in there, in there, you know, track, and after it's become to a uh, to a big, uh, you know, disappointing, and sometimes it's uh, it's a big fight in between the families. That's right. You have to be straightforward and to um, to say, listen, I know that my wife, we're doing it with with our kids and with our. Um, son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws and our children, uh, grandchildren. If our grandchildren is behave not so, you know, uh, a little bit overwhelmed, so we, we put them a little bit on, on you know, the, on, on the tough side and said, listen, uh, yeah, this is Sabah and or house, and you have, to, you have to keep cleaning it. You know, in your house, you can do whatever you want. I'm sorry, we are not now, right now, it's not, it's not a public area. Is something that uh, you know you have to talk about it if you don't talk about it and really you know and you have to show love and respect okay it seems like uh, we lost uh, right now Uh, uh okay uh, this uh, let me see Mordechai I think that something uh, happened here on the line okay one second I think is on Hello. Yes, oh. I heard everything. I just got this Okay. So good. Great. So this is this something that. Uh, yes, uh, I would say that very important, and what you call that relationship and the complicity of of a families. uh to be straight and talk about it with the with the the you, you Parent, uh, fa- Parents in law, son in laws, and uh, daughter in laws, and your children. Because also your children is part of this, and you have to tell, listen, your wife, your husband, your, you know, has to be, or the grandchildren, please respect you, uh, this our territory. As, as you, you have been here in this house, and you wanted that uh, your brothers and your sister respect your territory. Because when I go to my children's room, I knock on the door. I respect their privacy. I'm not going to pi- to open their drawers without their uh, permission. So 100%. When you create this kind of uh, you know uh, honesty and trust I, I believe that that's it will be working but if you if you violate their their I would say privacy they will be pri- uh, violate your privacy.
0: Very, very, very important.
1: Okay, let me just... Uh...
0: The number to call up, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Okay. And we are looking forward to taking your questions and your comments. 718 s- five, eight, five, eight. Oh. Go ahead, let's get a call.
1: Call right now, okay. Uh, we have a response to our. Uh, what about, yeah, I sent you the right now.
0: I'm gonna look at it. And I'm just gonna say this. There's, I'm assuming it's a teenager that sent the message. Cause they also said, please don't respond. But something about a friend that's doing some very not good behaviors and they so don't know where to turn to, and they can't tell anyone, because then the person might even do worse behaviors. No, that's a teenager. The, or you're a beginner in the world of therapy way over your head, which means the behaviors that she's doing and the behaviors that you're afraid she might do, us in therapy don't deal with that alone. We have a whole support system to help us out. So what I'd like you to realize is you are not for this friend-of-your's behavior. You are, it is extremely important for you to open up to your parents or to a teacher because, as you said, it's very heavy for you. you. A person your age should not be walking around with the emotions, with the responsibility that you're feeling. So let's go ahead and just, I'm not going to read what it is because I don't want to discuss it openly. But I want to help her, but if anyone finds out, it will have a negative effect, whatever this is. But she can't go on like this, and neither can I. Do you see how someone has a problem? She's leaned on you. You're out of your skill level, out of your knowledge level. Of course it's going to affect you. you it will knock you down. I don't, and I am... I've got a lot of years of experience as a therapist. I'm a supervisor. I've had a lot go through through my experience, let's put it that way. I don't deal with a case that you're talking about and you're a teenager and the person has only opened up to you. So this is for teenagers listening. I, I, if something's out of your league. We've had this, we've discussed this months ago and we're getting a tremendous amount of positive feedbacks, but looks like Bar Hashem, every couple of months there are gonna be new teenagers listening. So, just understand that yes, this is a place where the information your friend told you is not confidential. You share that with a parent. This is what my friend has shared with me. It is very overwhelming for me. And I hope your parents will speak to the school, maybe not say which girl, but first say this is going on, and I need, and your parent will set boundaries of how much you speak to that girl. It's not healthy. Very, very, very not healthy
1: for your age, for my age, even, if I'm not skilled at that. Okay. I know that it's a very serious issue, and yeah. I know that, it, and unfortunately, I, I would say that maybe, maybe in the school, as a therapist or somebody that, resp- many times, many times, the parents don't take it, uh, it can tell her that just disconnect and, uh, you know, I, I'm afraid that this is a reaction of the, 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 uh, the parents of this person that wrote us. And I, I think that if it's possible to just transfer this issue to really professional people, if it's in a school or something like this, what do you think about it? Because I, I'm afraid that the parents would just say enough and cut it out and uh, it won't be any help to the, to the other side. That's right. I believe that the school should be informed about
0: what this girl is saying and what this girl is doing. Yes, this girl might be angry at the friend. Yes, it's very likely she will be. Yes, she might not talk to her, but at the same time, yes, she'll get the help. And what you're saying can be a year or two or three or four of therapy, but they can get help. Yeah. Yeah, and if we don't deal with it, unfortunately, it gets worse. There are two times where a therapist may not be confidential. If we're confidential, we can be held accountable for what goes wrong. And number one is how some a person is going to harm themselves or harm others, or if they are a parent and they are not doing their jobs, means the children are not being taken care of, then we are mandated reporters. We must report it. And if we don't, we can lose our lives and go to jail. There can be brought criminal charges against us.
1: And you know so, how, how yes. many issues? And uh-
0: rightfully so. Rightfully so. <laughs> being keeping confidential, it's like someone saying, "If I'm a yid, and then there's a mitzvah kibud avim." No, the mitzvah kibud avim is chassid. If a parent tells a child to do a they don't do it. If a parent tells a child to in the allowed to do it. Everything has the boundaries. And Chal the case that you're bringing up is in those situations where it's out of your league and that's if a professional therapist that's bound legally by confidentiality, you need to do the same.
1: I, I would say, you know, in the, unfortunately in the last year we heard so many cases of, you know, yes. uh, in the situation, in situation that... Uh, take a lot of lives because uh, of this not being confidential. The laws is required to basically inform and talk about it, because it could be not dangerous for a single. It could be dangerous for environment. When somebody carry anger and stuff like this, it could create a lot of a problem. Okay. OK, we'll take the caller right now. Uh, Mr. B. Mr.
2: B, welcome to the program. Yes, hello, hi. And um, I took a workshop in the winter.
0: Well, you're breaking up, I'm sorry. We're not hearing it clear at all.
2: Hello? Two? Yes. Now you hear better?
0: Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't on your part. It was on our part, just somehow.
2: Okay, I hear, I hear some uh, like echo.
0: Yeah, we all hear echoes, except for the listener.
2: Okay, should I ask a question? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I have a, I took the workshop in the winter from the Waterline Personal disorder. Mm-hmm. and it was very good, very very good. It was a, a big eye opener for me. Um, Thank you. I have one question. About um, is it a good thing to go to ask? Not to ask if somebody asks about like your parents, he's like funny, he's like this. Is it a good thing to say, like,
0: yeah, he's I did understand that If someone asks you if my parents are funny,
2: if my parents do something funny or interesting, is it a good thing to say, yes, yeah, they're borderline? You know what borderline is? That's borderline, and he's a borderline, or just ignore. But I the concept a of of the I,
0: I don't even know why that even has to be an answer. Lav b'al D didiah. What do I need to tell you anything?
2: No, watch I this. I a little bit funny, like you know, somebody that funny stuff.
0: So again, you're asking. A very complicated question. It's not simple. It's a simple answer is someone tells you something. Oh, you, oh, you want to talk about my parents? Sorry, I, I'm not in the mood to talk about my parents now. Let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about the president. Let's talk about anything else. You switch topics. It's when you're still in the hurt stage that you feel you're getting hurt when someone brings it up and things like that. But there's lots of stages in healing. When you get to the higher level of healing, someone tells you, oh, I want to tell you about your parents. Oh, thank you, but I've got other things to do right now. I'm busy. Hatsalacha. No, no. Not I'm even not a
2: conversation. Like I'm not talking more. If my parents, like, they come to my... my I live. They I didn't hear they you. They come but to your What? I'm sorry. Uh, it's just uh,
0: a lot. A huge amount ca- of noise. Do you speak,
1: an, uh, hello? Yeah, you speak with a speakerphone or something like this? Or any device? No, because. No. Mordeca, you have, we have some uh, no I don't know okay
0: okay let's go ahead
2: hello yes try
0: it oh, again
2: not no no still here so what
0: was so give me an example where are you and what's the person saying
2: so like I, I live in I live somewhere and my parents live in other states so they, yeah. they want to come from each of uh, my community for Shabbat. Yeah. So they will say somebody else, and, you no know, they don't want to come. They don't want to make uh like, very, like, they don't want to call me. They don't want to make gesture and this. And, you know, parents come. Why shouldn't they come to me? Why shouldn't they, like, come over, like, so very, like, cold and, I don't have any problem. This is like the act, but I don't have any problem. But somebody says the parents are not really not coming. Well, so sure. I don't have a problem because I just walk off. But but I just want to know: is it a good benefit to speak? Tell them yes. My like, parents are coming. Man, they're funny. They're funny people. You just walk off, or just gonna work? Is is it a benefit to say?
0: First. Well, I would like you to answer. If you've taken the workshop, you should have now a lot of information. I feel this question you you've got the seichel to answer. Hello. Yes. And yeah, what do you think is the answer? Go ahead. I think you got
2: the brains for this one. Um, I thought the answer would be more depends every situation different every. That's exactly the answer. Why would you
0: tell anyone, my parent is, would you tell someone your father has, your parents have exactly. Let's see if father's got a certain issue with his lungs, or that's why he's not coming, or something more private. I don't know, he's got a rash all over his body. Would you tell parents, oh, people! Oh, my father's not coming because he has a rash all over his body?
2: If he's uh, regulating, why well, he's not feeling well, Washington, i say, uh, yes, he's, uh, he has a little bit headache, you yeah, feel well. But would you tell him that no, he has a specific rash? Or would you say he just yeah. wasn't feeling well? Yeah, just, I would say he's not, not, not feeling well. Okay, so why don't you do the same thing?
0: Well, I, I don't want you to understand the reason why people here. have a need yeah, to just say just my, my parent usually. has well, borderline is not about borderline. It's about the pain you've suffered all this time, and you want to share it. They've got issues, and that's still, those are the beginner stages. People that just start therapy, unfortunately, not unfortunately, that's part of the process of healing. They need to first recognize that the parent that the parent has a diagnosis. And then, like, just when the midlife, like, when you have someone that's about chuva right away, the whole khaliosol has to, like, they in with so much kavanah, and they're upset. Why us and clients, why well, we don't do them with such kind of fun and why we're not so everything, and then then they'll get to the balance. Your question so not is like someone
2: a, not that's like, like a, a beginner want to say it for in everybody. therapy. I, it's not like I want to say to everybody. Yes, my it's parents. It sounds like, well,
0: and, let, me, let me repeat to you the
2: question that just, I heard. My parents don't come to me for young, and someone's asking me, why aren't your parents coming? So should I tell them that my parent has borderline? No, that it's was not innovation. only because of one, thing, one story, it's like. Like my in laws. It happened like a few times, like interesting stuff. Like, I think. Uh, do you like understand outside, the I your know. Question?
0: So, do you realize how your question is, you're giving more information that each of that information changes your entire question? Notice that you said just when people ask you why my parents aren't coming, should I tell them they have borderline? Then you just change it should, if your in laws ask. There's a big difference if your question is people to your in laws. Mm hmm. Do you realize the difference?
2: Sure. I can not I, I, so I, I explain myself. Uh, so enough. Just understand,
0: you're asking me a question, but you're not sharing the details. And every time you share another detail, the, the whole question changes. That's why we don't do this on here. That's why we're creating an awareness. Mm-hmm. Do you uh-huh. hear the difference? Why I can't okay. tell you? Now, uh-huh, in-laws... It depends, again, if you need to give a diagnosis you can share just difficulties. Sometimes when your parents come, what happens to you? What happens to your wife? How, you know, when your parents come, what happens? Mm-hmm. From this, so what would you say to this?
1: I don't have, you know, just something that uh, we spoke about it all the time. You know, they have to, I I don't know, uh, you know, it's very tough to to get all the picture. I I didn't get uh, the picture. Right,
0: I don't have a clear picture of the story. I just oh, want I to know, like, in you, general, is it a good wait, thing if you're to a say for on other the people? After taking the workshop, did you join the therapy? Did you go to any therapist? Yes,
2: then? I went to therapy for a year. Excellent. Call up the
0: therapist. They know your situation. They know your details. Like, that's the one who can answer your question. <laughs> a general answer? you're asking a general question. I'm giving I a would, general answer. I would answer. Thought it's
2: like a general thing. If it's a good thing to say, to, to say for other people or now and i'm going to give you a general
0: answer yes no and it depends that's a general answer uh,
2: uh, it depends well like no that. i also? said
0: yes at times it's important no at times it's not important at times it depends so the answer is yes no it depends that's all three you need to know when where and how much and you generally these questions as i said on the workshop when you're dealing with personality disorders, you need to have both a therapist and a Rav. Both.
2: Mm-hmm. So this, this I have. This is not for the... Excellent. You created a happening? fantastic
0: awareness for everyone listening. However, you're asking what you should do, then, Baruch Hashem, you've got the Rav and the therapist, and you've got your answer. So my answer to you is, these are the cases where you need to speak to you, Rob, and to the therapist.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you yeah. very much. Have You're very, evening. very,
0: very welcome, certainly. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Sure. So here's just... Uh, let's try to read this last message and we'll finish with this. I was the one who asked regarding VBT. Thank you so much for making me aware that I am compulsive. Uh, okay, I guess impulsive. I thought it's a one time thing. I have complex PTSD. I'm doing DBT just to be able to do inner work. Thank you so much, a future client. <laughs> Thank you. Hashem will help you, right? Everything is at the right time, right? First, work on the impulsivity and all the other stuff, and then later we can work on the inner work. But I'm just going to say something. You notice, Rebnis, uh, maybe we could just have a discussion about this for a minute. Um, I'm going to try to say it. and Let's see how you can help me out that it shouldn't be, I should be politically correct. This person is learning DBT. So listen to this. I am doing DBT just to be able to do inner work. No. That is not correct. You need DBT. If you need DBT then you need to realize it's not one and the other which is again classical people that need dbt i need to learn so i could do inner work no you need to learn skills in life that either you weren't taught in your house or you don't have those skills or due to your trauma you forgot those skills and you can't use those skills and you need to do inner work. If you are just doing DBT to be able to do inner work, and you'll be a future client of mine, you'll fool me. You're going to get this from the inner work stuff. But you're going to come three to six months. We're going to start medication, continue medication, to ups and downs. i got a whole list of those. And after six months of both us being frustrated and you being frustrated, we're going to send you back to DBT for another year. Then you are going to learn that you needed DBT, and then if you're ready, once you realize how important DBT is for your stage of work, then you could do inner work. So I, would, I hope from this and I wasn't too mean to this person in any which way. Uh, not- I'm not trying to explain to many listeners, we've got a lot of people listening, that Baruch Hashem are not coming to us. I say Baruch Hashem means without coming or me making money off it, or donating to J Roots or Nissan can cover expenses, people are getting better, and that's a Bar shem yitzchos. The awareness that I want you to get is, if you are taking DBT and you're impulsive, and let's say you're having this issue, you need to do that. You're in DBT because you need DBT not to do inner work. No. You need to accept your limitations When you can accept your limitations, you could work on those limitations. And what you need to accept right now is you are missing a lot of skills in life. It can be because of trauma or it can be because of family situations, but you need to do DBT not because you're going to do inner work. Because you need to function like a healthy, responsible adult at your age. That's why you're doing DBT. After you're healthy and functioning and you still feel that there's inner work you want to do, then you will do inner work to get to a more deeper inner peace. But when you're doing DBT, it's not to get to DBT. It's not to get to inner work. It's because you need to do DBT. You need to be a healthy, functioning adult under healthy, functioning pressures of a from Kihila. And that means before you you can handle the stress and not send your therapist a message, I'm quitting. That means you need DBT and you need to learn DBT and you belong in DBT. And do DBT so you can be a functioning adult. If you finish DBT and you never do inner work, that's also okay. You're going to DBT to be a functioning adult. Inner work creates more peace. Inner work creates positive thoughts in your mind, natural positive thoughts. That's not what you're going to DBT for. You're going to be a functioning adult. If you can send to your therapist this message, imagine what you're doing to your husband and to your children. Reverend, was I too tough now.
1: No, I think that uh, you are really 100% right, and this is all about the awareness and realize, you know, it's not in the denial you know just when you just realize what's the situation you get it you get it the right you know usually I'm the toughest one and you're the but I send it <laughs> you, you know, uh, remote high you just want to get uh, one more you know uh, the text about the you know parents and the, you know kids and all this we have the I thought w- it was a lot Yeah, there
0: was so there i'm not yes. even sure how to no so w-
1: just one one small what about in-laws that love the kids should uh, kids should yeah. come but they are unhealthy that's right so this is just this question what about in-laws because we're talking about
0: that many times parents want the kids to come over like the, this is we're referring to with the older single sister and things like that but what happens when so the question is why happens when in-laws love the kids to come over but they're unhealthy
1: this is like another hour speech. Yes, like, no question. Like just like that caller that said, "What does unhealthy mean? Is
0: unhealthy that the kids are up late and that they spoil them, like we had last week? You know, we had the program where it's normal for grandparents
1: to be grandparents." Oh, oh, does that get involved between the husband and wife? It's also possibility.
0: Right. Like, we don't know what unhealthy means. Yes. So, or maybe they get involved between the husband and wife, but with the kids, they're good. So. Everything really depends. Like if they get between the husband and wives, then you can go over, if it's not too bad or they're pretty respectful, then maybe you could go over for a suda. Maybe you could send your children over. Maybe they're fantastic grandparents to your children. The point is that when people ask these general questions about severe life and death, Shilas, so like if someone would, someone sort of send a text message to us saying, I have a parent that's on life support. And this and this is what one of the numbers are saying. Should we do this medication or not? Nah? You're not even calling up. We don't know what these terms mean. <laughs> so again, mitzvah kibbutz aim is from the most chashuva mitzvah that there is to the rabbi nishlelem. The way we react to our parents is the way the rabbi nishlelem treats us. The way we treat our parents is the way we treat the rabbi nishlelem. On the other hand, the rabbi nishlelem also made machlus. And sometimes when people are ill, and parents can be ill, and each place has its situations and what to do and how to do. Sometimes we blame parents. It's so sad as well. You know, we're always talking about the BPD parent that, from this, we're going to get to something very controversial now. I guess we'll finish with that.
1: Hey. How many times do we have nice, sweet, wonderful parents that just aren't assertive. And
0: because they're not assertive, they have a child that is a BPD teenager, gets married as BPD, and busy fetching and complaining to their siblings all day about how bad mommy is and how bad Tati is, and then they get one or two kids on their side, and these kids are bad these sweet, wonderful parents. They have no idea. They're giving, and they're giving, and they're giving. I deal with this many times. Many times. When parents are telling me they're in their late 70s ago we want to retire but it's already 40 years that we're supporting this married kid that they're not functioning in money they're not oh, let's say for a son they're not functioning in this and that the marriage And we're supporting, we can't do it anymore whenever we stop they call up our friends they call up our abundant their ab-donate call me up i don't understand you give to duck all over you can't help your kids Yes. What about the children of BPD where
1: they're manipulating their parents? We we How have many this
0: many of them are suffering
1: Neville? We have this a lot, you know. And I would just you know finish with this. I want to finish with something that's very sure. I, in, in the Balechuva uh, world, you know, it's many yeah. times that Balchuva uh, family with Balechuva that coming to their parents and their parents not observe. And this is a big issue and the parents as a T V TV or other stuff in there, and it's not kosher, uh, you know, and this is something that has to be addressed, and this is, a, I would say, that recommend to talk with really a good rabbis, and what is all involved, especially in Israel, I know that it's big issue, and uh, I know from my, my friends and stuff with like this, uh, that, that they have, have a big issue with their parents, and the parents feel that the the you know God unfortunately took their child from them, you know, and uh, all these religious people with a fanatic situation they don't want to send the the grandchildren to see us and stuff like this, so I would say that this is a big issue, and i know I know that we spoke with a lot of parents about it, and we we advised them you know. To, if you want you to see your children, respect them. You know, it's like you respect. Let's say that you have an Indian person come to your house, you wouldn't serve them a cow meat. Yes. Uh, uh, you know this is a blank. You know, or if you have a, a, a you know a Muslim guy that come to you, wouldn't serve them pork meat. Your child, you have respect your child decision. And what is this? It's you know. That's it make a decision of being Balchuva, being a Jewish, you have to respect and understand. You don't want to respect so you have to take the 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 result. And, and you should know there's a lot of chuvas especially on
0: this, where when someone's becoming a chuva and the parents' home, as you said, isn't kosher, should we pull them out of there or not? And all amazing shovas, I don't want again we can't pass each and every case, but he's very clear saying you should not be pulling the kids away from their parents. The connection is so important. We help them more with how to create, how to have a kosher kitchen, the parents to respect the parents, how to have respect for your parents just because you're from and your parents are not able to, or that's not right now with their branch line wants of them. But there's so much you can, re- you do have to respect of them.
1: Yes. Of and
0: course, a- the relationship is very clear about do not remove children from their parents. And it's important for children to realize just because you can do better than something than your
1: children, because you know something more, doesn't make you better than them. And in Israel, we have organizations basically that even come to the parents' houses and be tovel the kelim and be machshir the, 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 uh, the uh, you know the, the uh, kitchen yeah. uh, in order to to bring the kids back to the parents and try to convince the parents to to see how, how they're working, wow. you know, it's it's difficult. I tell you the truth, we're all facing this situation. You know, you cannot take a 90 years old parent, uh, or 80 years that all their life live anti-religious or religious, you know, and especially in the kibbutz or in other places, that really was anti and convinced them that they they all their life was in in a, in, a, in a lying, you know. So you just have to be accept them. And to understand and if you go to visit them bring yeah, your food bring bring okay. your own dishes I tell you are disposable and did these parents accept it you know yeah I know I know, I know myself it in it way where you look down at them it's just I'm doing cautious it's not that you're
0: bad if you're not if you're not from it's I have a suicide a feeling I like this or I want this but there's a way
1: of doing things different out of respect. Yes, I tell you, we when we went to visit our families in Israel, and we we, we brought our food, and I know that the families members was went out of the you know the uh, the site just to to please us and go bring and ask us if this is the food is with it's good and they brought all this disposable uh, utensil and everything, and just to keep us you know. Even uh, older people, that uh, very know, was tough for them, but uh, they did it. Yeah. Okay. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Ram Chai,
0: and a uh, uh, to everyone. And uh, Mertz next Monday night is Rosh Hashanah. May we all be zayicha to be nechtav, the nechtam to the sefer of Chaim Tovim, Bracha Shalom, and all the good and all the greatness and.
1: Amen. Wechenu mo. A good gebench here <laughs> I <Island? Yeah>. learned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. Git gebench or You're getting it. <laughs> Next thing I know, you'll be
0: more Ashkenaz than I am. <laughs> okay. <of> <laughs> See you, you. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> everyone. Let's <laughs> have a wonderful evening. Wonderful. thanks